This is Daizenshu EX the Podcast, episode 27 for the week of May 21st, 2006. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of Daizenshu EX the Podcast. This is episode 27. I am your host, Julian, and sitting to my proverbial right is Vegito EX, perhaps better known as Michael Labrie, whichever. That's debatable. Yes, well, anyway, how are you, Mike? I'm uh, I'm actually not doing too bad this morning. That's good. I understand you were sick. I had a sinus infection this week, and I was Ooh. on my back in bed for two days. But now you're reasonably healed, I suppose. Yeah, I can, I can talk, I can sleep, I can play New Super Mario Brothers. It's going great. Well, that's good, because you're going to be recording our podcast today, aren't you? Ah, uh, crap, are we? Yeah. And now to my proverbial left, but actually more close to Mike, wherever they are, She's to my is right. Mary. Hello, Julian. So, how are you doing? I'm up at the ass crack of dawn almost to record a podcast. It's 8.30! Uh, well, well, shh. Saturday, ass crack of dawn gets shifted up a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> but All yes, right. I'm doing well. I'm pretty pretty damn well awake, which is nice. I feel like I'm having a day. And We've I had our coffee. Day. Yeah. Wrong. The caffeine is kicking good. in pretty nicely. And that's good. Well, we're recording earlier than our usual hour today because yesterday Mike here was sick. And today I'm heading up to campus because there is commencement tomorrow and I'd like to get the chance to say goodbye to a lot of my good friends who happen to be graduating this year, unfortunately. But we are here for you. That's we right. We have a podcast for you today with a topic, I think, <laughs> and uh, everything that you're used to. So, shall we get cracking? We yes, shall sir. get cracking. So, uh, anyone got any news this week? Um, I bought new Super Mario Brothers. But that's not Dragon Ball news. Well, it's Japan, sort of. Well, I mean, our, it's not out yet in Japan. Is our news this week going to be what video games we played? Perhaps. Uh, well, I guess Julian and I, and by extension Mary, all got new Super Mario Brothers. So, that's not really Dragon Ball news, but it's cool nonetheless. It's very classic gameplay. It's fun. Ah, uh, it's nice. I haven't yes. played it yet, so you can't say that I played it. Well, you, you could. I could, but I'm too busy playing Brain Age still. I'm, I'm loving being 20, and yeah. that's all I need <laughs> is to be told I'm 20 by a little computer yes. game. I'm still on the final level of O oh and Don. Ah, Ready Steady Go is such a frustrating song because it's so fast, and the runs are so long, and you don't get enough time to break in between, so I just get exhausted by the end, and I start making mistakes. And the hardest difficulty level, you make one mistake, and you're dead, pretty much, so yeah. I'm really tempted to make some kind of really dirty joke about not being able to move your wrist and hand fast enough, but I think I'll leave it at that. <sighs> you let the joke tell itself. <laughs> anyway. Things are funny. So yeah, news. I, I think what I we're hinting at is that there is none. I, I came up with absolutely nothing for this week. There weren't even any real new video game developments, no new news on those pages, nothing announced from Funimation, nothing announced from Toei, nothing from Viz, because they're just about done. So that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. No love for our beloved franchise this week. That's okay. That gives us more time for fun things. So shall we have fun? Let us have fun. Let's have fun. All right. This week, we are not having so much of a topic as we are something easy for Mike to edit and less for him to speak in. It's also backed by popular demand. Yes. I wasn't planning on doing it this early, but because I need something easy to work on, we're going to do it. So back on episode 18, when Julian was out for a week, 
We played a little game called 20 Questions with a couple of friends, Napier and God of Chaos. Well, we're going to do it again this week because we have received so many emails asking us to play again that we're going to do it. And like I said, I need something really easy to work on today. So we're going to play 20 Questions. And best of all, Julian's here to actually play with us. Yes. Yes. And it is something you all at home can play along with as well. Yeah. Just play in your heads. It's fun. I like playing in my head. Uh, hey, remember that filler episode? I don't know if it was filler. When uh, Kududin and Gohan are fighting in their mental heads. Yeah, they magically uh, have telepathy and they have like astral planes. Yeah, it's not exactly filler because they are shown like right. cheating and like against each other, but they're not showing what's going on inside their head. Yeah, I liked it. How did they, ne- never mind. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm going off on all these random your, Dragon Ball thoughts. I was gonna say, is that your 20 questions topic? I'm thinking of Krillin and Gohan training in their brains. No, that would have been it's, really good though. It's image training. You imagine yourself fighting against your opponent or something. I'm imagining myself punching Julian in the face. Did it work? No. No. Oh, damn it. All right. So let's recap the rules for those who haven't listened to our last game. The three of us each pick an item. Or it doesn't even have to be an item. It can be a person, a physical thing, a place, a concept, an attack, anything at all relating to the series. Or a phrase, as in the case of the last time you played. (laughs) (laughs) So you think of something, and then we go back and forth with the other players, and they ask a question that can pretty much only be answered with either a yes or a no. Although sometimes we get one of those little gray area maybes. But we try to keep (laughs) it yes or no. And after 20 questions... Or even before then, you try to guess what this is. Our special rule is that you can guess before 20 questions, but if you guess wrong, then you're out for the rest of the round. So, we pretty much just go in a circle here, and uh, we try to figure out what each other's thing is. So there's cool. three of us, three items, three rounds. Uh, shall we just get started? Let's get it on, bitch. <laughs> I'm taking you out uh. in Chinatown. <laughs> Mary, uh. no one's gonna get that. It's okay, I got you to call you a bitch. You didn't even do it in the right voice. I, well, I can't do it as well as you can. Let's get it on, bitch! That's more like it. All right. I don't get it. That's fine. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You'll go first? Yeah. All right. Mary, you set? I am ready. Steady go. <laughs> because of that, Julian has to ask first. Okay. Is it something that you can hold in your hand? Yes. Uh, does someone own this? Or yes. Does it belong to someone? Yes. Um... Is it a piece of technology? No. Is it something organic? Yes. Does it have magical properties? No. Is it of a single color, more or less? Yes. Um, is it manufactured in some way? No. Organic things tend not to be manufactured. Well, I was thinking, you know, maybe it's made of gotcha. organic. Ah, uh, I see where you go. Okay. Though it's owned by someone, have multiple people put this item to use? No. Okay. <laughs> Is it a weapon of some kind? As funny as it would be, no. <laughs> nice answer. Does the individual it more or less belongs to who happen to be a hero? No. I see. Does the character it belongs to... Male? Yes. Alright, does it down, does it? Does the character it belongs to first appear in DBZ? No. Does the character fight against any of the heroes at any point? No. 
Does the character it belongs to... Does it belongs to? Does the character it belongs to... Oh, okay. Does the character it happens to belong to... Wait, that doesn't make sense. The character it belongs to. Are they just kind of a toss-aside their character? I'll say yes. For this one. Alright. Uh, does this character ever travel with the heroes at any point? I don't believe so. Is this from the original Dragon Ball? The character or the object in question? The object. I don't remember. Um, I'll say yes. Let's see. <laughs> what haven't we asked yet? Does the character use this item in any significant capacity over the course of the series? Nope. Is it a piece of clothing? No. Uh, is it a kind of tool of some sort? No. Huh. Uh... Wow. Alright, one more question. It's all on you, bud. I'm gonna ask a really awful question for the last one. You better be a damn helpful question. Yeah, it can't be because I have nowhere to go. So this is what. Uh, so this is what I'm going to ask. Okay. Should I know what this item is? Um, define should. Like, is it something essential to the series? And oh my god, if, if you no. don't know this, you're stupid. No. Is this something that I would know if I heard and saw it? Yeah. All right. So that was twenty questions. <laughs> all right. Take your stabs in the dark. <sighs> Julian, I, I was originally thinking something like Yajirobe's sword, <laughs> but that wasn't. That, that can't be it because that was actually used in something significant. Yeah, and it's not really organic. Yeah, I you mean, I have no, not really. I was thinking maybe something for Capsule Corporation, except that it's not technology, right? And uh, it's not a weapon. It's not important. It's not really used. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't have a clue. It's something, some minor character, or at least someone who's not that important. Not really a hero. Belongs to someone. I was going to go the route of like someone wearing flowers as a necklace or something stupid like that. I don't know. I have no guesses at all. Me neither. You got nothing? Oh, come on. You guys are going to like slap yourself silly. <laughs> That's okay. Shall you uh, just give us the okay, answer then? Okay, can I give a hint or should I just flat out say it? Uh, give us a hint, I guess. Julian was on the right track when he said something about Capsule Corp. At oh. this point, whatever you guess doesn't count since you both right. forfeited. Right. <laughs> Is it one of the dinosaurs? No. <laughs> I, I have no idea, Julian. It's not the porn that comes out of Dr. Brief's capsule, is it? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> organic. Paper. Right. All right. I guess you're just going to have to tell okay, us. Okay. It does belong to Dr. Brief, so I'm talking about Dr. Brief's cat. Oh! And this is my way of making thing. up for that list that I had where I forgot the cat as a cute mascot. So I'm apologizing uh, to the cat. I'm picking the cat now. That was good. How can you forget such a cute fluffball? How could I forget not to ask if it was a lie? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Alright, so Mary's kind of stumped. We're all pretty much equal with zero right now. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go next. Okay. It'll be my particular thing. So are you guys ready to start asking questions? Yes, sir. I'll keep track of the questions. Uh, let's begin. Is this something that is alive? No. Okay, then. Thought I'd get that out of the way. <laughs> All right. Is it so? Is it something that's larger than something you can hold in your hand? Yes. Is this something a weapon? No. Is it a device of any kind? No. Is it seen more than once? I'm gonna have to say yes. Okay. Is it manufactured in any way? No. Does it belong to one person? Yeah, it does. Let's see, where to go here? Is it made of, like, 
natural materials or is it like manufactured? Um, that's a tough question to answer. I'm going to be very literal with what you just asked me and say it is made of natural materials. Okay. Is it seen before the Frieza saga? No. Is it a product of GT at all? No. Is it seen... Is it first seen in the Boo saga? No. Is it used, like, is it used at any specific point? Like, in terms of whatever it does? Yes. Is it used by a villain? Yes. Uh, huh. Used by a villain? Let's see. It's not a weapon. It's made of natural materials. Larger than something you have. Uh, could this item be construed as a location as well? Yes, it could. So it's a location used by a villain. Is this place located someplace other than Earth? Yes. Someplace other than Earth. Used by a villain? Okay. Um, let's see. Is this location on Namek, per se? No. No. Is this scene exclusively in a movie? No. Is the planet uh, where this location is by any chance uh, under the control of Frieza? Yes. Is it a planet with numbers in its name? Yes. Is it Frieza planet number 79? Julian gets it with one question remaining. Astonishing! Good job. You guys narrowed it down really well on that one. It's all about picking the right <clears throat> questions. Yeah, you picked the the exact proper questions to narrow that one down. <laughs> Good job. So Julian's in the lead with one, and uh, so if one of us wins this next round, it's a tie. Sudden death. And if, <laughs> and if neither of us gets it, then Julian wins. Then we have to battle to the death. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Over the, over the internet, <laughs> battle to the death. I will use my words to fight you. I'll call you names like, like Sissy Boy and, and like, like <laughs> Julian. Uh. You, you, Julian, you take that back. All right, I guess it's uh, Julian's turn to stump us. Yeah, Mary, you want to ask the first question? I did last time. It's your turn. Okay. First. Uh, I like your way of starting. Is this a living thing? Yes. Yes. Is it a person? Yes. Now, Julian paused when he answered that. So, here's my follow-up question to that. Is this person defined as a person with the loose interpretation of what people are in DBZ? Well, yes. But keep in mind that that covers everything and not just, you know, Right. Okay, is it a minor person? I guess you could say that, yes. Does this minor person character have any distinguishing features? Yes. Does this minor character person fight? No. <laughs> that means they could just get knocked out or killed very quickly. <laughs> Is this exclusive to one particular series, DB, DBZ, DBGT? No. Okay. Has this minor person appeared in any movie? Not to my knowledge. Does this character regularly interact with the heroes? 
I don't know about regularly, but they do on at least one occasion. Okay. Is it an animal? No. That's assuming that humans and animals are Does it have fur? Define fur. Animal-like fur that covers the body. No. Does it wear clothes? Yes. Is it ever contacted by a villain? Uh, no, I don't think so. Does it first appear in Dragon Ball? Yes. Does it have a name? Uh, we don't really know, but it does have something of a name, I suppose. Okay, so just to clarify the question, we don't know if it has a proper name, but we have a name for it. Yes. Okay. Okay, does this creature, person, character participate in a Tenkai Chibudokai? In a manner of speaking, yes. So what have we determined about this character? Okay, first appeared in Dragon Ball. Right. Humanoid. Okay, so it's... It has, in a manner of speaking, participated in a Budokai. It has a distinguishing feature. Um, we got four questions left. Oh, shite. So it's my go. Well, I guess I'll just play off of Mary's question, and was it scheduled to be, or was actually a participant in the Tenkaichi Budokai? You mean as a fighter? Yes, as a fighter. No. Okay. Hmm. Is this creature, uh, the same size or shorter than a human child? No. Does it have anything to do with Piccolo Daimao? Uh, only in that the character bore witness to certain things. Damn, I don't remember that arc as well as I should. Am I allowed to skip it? <laughs> well, we have one more question. Oh my god. Is it your question? Yeah, it's my turn. Okay, guess. Crap. And it has bore witness to something... Okay, does this character... Is it in a position of power or authority? I wouldn't know about power, but I, I suppose you could say authority. Alright. Is it Pilaf? No. Damn it! <laughs> is it the king? No, it's not. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but he's kind of got fur. Well, those were 20 questions and two guesses. Do you want to give us any hints? Damn it, I was sure it was think, Pilaf. Think of someone who has the authority to determine the outcome of the Budokai. Well, well, at least in terms of, um, you know, calling him as he sees him. Is it Mr. Satan? No. It didn't appear in Dragon Ball? Yeah, well, he didn't appear in it, but he was around. We don't know that. And he can fix the tournaments. Was it the announcer? Yes. Oh. I was going to think that, but I didn't think he really had any distinguishing features. He has sunglasses. I know. And the microphone and the mustache. I I know. Um, But later on, I was was so sure it was going to be Pilaf. Because I I, I liked your answer of, well, not necessarily power, but... Oh, well, he, he doesn't really have any power, but he does have authority over, you know... Right. If he decides to, you know, um, skew the count in favor of someone right. else. Oh, well, I guess Julian wins that round. Yes. Thank you, thank you. I will now be signing autographs for only $25 a pop, so if you would get a line, please. Uh, it was already going. Well, I guess it's time to move on with our episode, especially since Julian won, and I don't want to really admit that. So let's give Julian even more of the spotlight here. It's time for DBZ ABCs. Okay, Julian, you set? You have a something for D? Yes, I do. Is it Dragon Ball? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Okay, 
So, we'll go with the most obvious choice for this letter, and that would be the Dragon Balls. These are seven mystical orbs that, when gathered together, uh, you know, the dragon shoots out of them and grants you a wish, and then they scatter across to the ends of the earth until another year has passed. So, anyway, these are an interesting plot device introduced at the very beginning of the series. Imagine that, huh? Yeah. It's only the title of the series. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know. I, I mean, it's um, pretty interesting the way that Toriyama had this. I mean, it's not, you know, that original in the sense of, you know, collecting mystical objects across the world to gain some kind of power or whatever. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I found even so, it became kind of an interesting little thing. So, I don't know. And it, it, it's, you know, it reappears, like, all the time throughout the series, even though the fighting becomes more, you know, prominent later on. Yeah, the Dragon Balls themselves get shoved aside a little bit. Yeah. Though, interestingly, they uh, are rather important throughout most of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of like, hey, let's give the Dragon Balls a chance to shine. Let them be a focus of yeah. attention. So they're even the like, movies. Yeah, they're even like the focus of the intro in DBZ Movie 3. Yeah. So they're like, hey, there you go. And so these are created by Namekians, as we discover later on, who are of a specific clan. We don't know why this clan has the power to create wish-granting orbs, but they do. And it so happens that the Namekian who gave, well, who split into Kamisama and Piccolo Daimao had that capability, as did the uh, eldest Namekian on Namek. Funny that the Namekian would be on Namek. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yes, funny that. But anyway, uh, these are also numbered uh, according to the number of stars that has that appears inside of it. We don't know why there are stars in there, but they do. And yeah, uh, and these names are Chinese. You wouldn't know that from the English version, but uh, <laughs> if you look at, in the Japanese version, or they have uh, pronunciation written above them in katakana that closely mirrors the Chinese pronunciation of the same characters. Right. And so from one to seven, you have Yi Xing Chu, Ar Xing Chu, San Xing Chu, Si Xing Chu. Wu Xingqiu, Liu Xingqiu, and Qi Xingqiu. I probably butchered the pronunciation, and I don't have a good handle enough. on I don't know tones, so I didn't include those. Right. But uh, those are the Chinese numerals of 1 through 7. Uh, Xing means star, and Qiu means ball. So, or conceivably, like, jewel-ish. But, right. So it's like one-star ball, two-star ball, etc. Uh, interestingly enough, in GT, the R Xingqiu becomes Liang Xingqiu. Uh, Liang, or pronounced Yo in Japanese, but not used like that in the series, is means like uh, a pair huh. or both. So it's weird that they use that, especially when they still use the kanji for two and not both. But hmm. uh, well, I guess it's also interesting to note that the dragons themselves are based off of the Dragon Balls too. That's that's true. The evil dragons. Yeah. Uh, except Chu uh, is replaced with Long, which means dragon. Ah. And also the regular dragon himself has a Chinese name, Shen Long, which is god and dragon. So you could conceivably call him the dragon god or the dragon of the gods or the whatever. And they used to call him that. Fine dragon. In the I don't know about the early Funimation dub, but in the Harmony Gold dub, I remember them calling him Dragon God. Oh. I think they always called him the Eternal Dragon in the Funimation yeah, in the dub, Funimation regardless dub. of the series. Yeah. They later on started calling him Shenron in yeah, kind of reference to the fact of the Japanese thing, but uh, people probably don't know where that came from either. They're just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything else to say about the Dragon Balls? I guess that's it. They changed uh, its origin a few times, didn't it? Like the story well, of how they came into being. There's filler near the beginning of GB in the anime that says that there was originally one Dragon Ball, but the gods became angry, and so they <laughs> split them up into seven or something like that. Right. But that was just filler. And other than that, 
uh, I mean, it's established towards the end of Dragon Ball that Kami is the one that like created them and is responsible for their maintenance because of the whole having to, you know, repair the dragon. Right. And I guess uh, there's a couple sets of them we kind of mentioned. And they yes. all have different properties, not properties per se, but rules that yes. govern, like, yeah. you know, how often you can yeah. use them, how many wishes you get. Right, right, right. I don't know if that's more of a... Yeah, An attribute so the, of the dragon or the dragon balls themselves? Well, that's true. That's a good question. So the earth dragon balls are about, I don't know, you can hold them in the palm of your hand. Right. And, like, grasp them. And they're, um, originally they allow you to have one wish. The same wish cannot be granted twice. And those are the main restrictions on things. You can bring people back from the dead as long as they have not previously been brought back. I believe also if, you know, even if it was contained within another wish, that's assumed to have already taken it off the table. Right. Um, and then later on, they get upgraded first to two and then to three wishes by Dende. Although they kind of glaze over that last upgrade, don't they? Yeah, it just sort of happens. <laughs> okay. The Namekian Dragon Balls are uh, similar, except they grant three wishes from the very outset. And they can grant the same wish more than once. However, uh, they cannot bring... Well, they cannot do, like, multiple intensive things at the same time. So they can only bring one person back from the dead right, right. At, one, at one time, that kind of thing. Which in turn I, makes them, or causes them to have to wish back, put it in Tenshin Han and right. to individually. But that limitation seems to be removed later on in the series when the entire Earth is wished back into place. Yes. And all the people on it, so. Hey, so maybe uh, Moody got some upgrade going on with the Dragon Balls there. I guess so. Uh, sorry, that was a bad pun. Anyway. Uh, you're so punny, Julian. Is that it for the uh, the Mechian Dragon Balls? I think that's pretty much it. They're then, big. of course, you, you have the, the Black, Black Star. Star Dragon Balls from GT. These are... Yeah. <laughs> shall we, shall be... we just move on? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it for Dragon Balls. Wow. Fancy that. It took us 27 episodes to really talk about Dragon Balls. <laughs> Shows how important they are to the series. Yeah. They grant wishes. They're, they're not actually a dragon's balls. I, I think, didn't know I, that. I think that sums it up pretty well. Yep. Yep. Hey, it's Mary's turn. Oh, boy. Let's talk about Mary's List. Mary, your list this week is, uh, I love this topic, death. Yeah, I'm bringing it back to violence, baby. I love the violence. However, <laughs> we're going to call these the top five significant deaths. And by significant, we don't mean just cool or you like them, but they actually had some kind of result or they were the catalyst for some event. Right. And this is also not to be confused with emotional deaths. Right. Because these deaths are not necessarily emotional. Like, you may not feel like, oh, I'm so sad that person died. That's not the point. This is that it caused other important events to happen because someone died. Right. So you want to just get started? Yes, All I right. shall. Okay, number five, I have the death of Goku at the very beginning of Dragon Ball Z. The reason this is significant is because... It forces uh, Gohan to go off with Piccolo to get trained. And in my point of view, that's a, f a far stronger father and son bond <laughs> than Goku and Gohan himself. And, you know, while Gohan kind of wussed out for at least, you know, a season and a half here, it's really the backbone of his training and I guess you'd say fighting style for the rest of the series, too. Maybe even... <laughs> the way he grew as a child. Yeah. He's responsible for raising him somewhat in the woods, in the wild, and making him survive on his own. Right. So because Goku died, Gohan got a real father. 
<laughs> Good answer. Uh, that it for five? Yeah. All right, number four. All right. All right, number four is the death of Piccolo Daimao in Dragon Ball. And the uh-huh. reason why I put this at number four is because with the death of Piccolo Daimao, he spat out an egg. And that <laughs> egg contained Piccolo. Hey, two Piccolo-related things kind of in a row. Yeah. Um, without the death of Piccolo Daimao, we wouldn't have Piccolo the way we know him now. He was an antagonist for a little while before becoming buddy buddy with he everyone was else. So good in the twenty third Tenkaichi well, Budokai. Yeah, he spent like five years just brooding, like grr, I lost. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. little Piccolo, He's like cute. blowing up people in the canoe or whatever. You're like, I'm in the water. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> oh. He looks like a little angry dende with like a dress. He does. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it, so it gave de- you a character you liked. Yeah, because uh, an old. A wrinkly green version of this character died. We got a, a stronger, younger looking, fresher looking, more evil version of said character. I see the way you think. Lighter green, too. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> He's a good guy. I don't, I don't know why, but <laughs> just because. <laughs> that it for number four? Yeah. All right, number three. All right, this death set off a chain of events probably unseen anywhere else in the show. Yeah. Um, so due to its far-reaching implications, I'm going to say the death of Goku in Trunks' timeline as number three. Very good. Because if it wasn't for the death of Goku, that timeline wouldn't have gone all awry, Trunks wouldn't have come to the past to try and put things right, and we'd pretty much have no Android and Cell arc because of that. Yeah. So imagine a world without Goku. That's we we've seen a little yeah. bit of this world. Yeah, that, that's Imagine not a good you place. <laughs> you don't want to live there. No, it's not too fun. You die. Yeah. That it for number three? Yeah. Number two. Number two is significant because it affects a single character and is responsible for a huge chunk of this character's character development. Yeah. So again, it's kind of going back to Gohan. Uh like number five. And I'm talking about the death of number sixteen. If you can call the death of a robot a death, (laughs) death. the destruction of number 16, of course, forces Gohan to transform into a Super Saiyajin level 2. And if you will, it forces him to grow up. Yeah, immediately. He's kind of holding back like, "Eh, well, this is all bad. I don't like seeing my friends beat up, but I can still take it. And then stomp, robot head. Oh, Gohan, be good and do stuff. (laughs) You're doing dub voice. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I can't imitate Midorikawa. No one can. No. (laughs) Because he is pure and holy. He is pure sex. He's pure sex. (laughs) In voice, I think. (laughs) Okay. Who else um, is he voiced, anyway? Yeah. Who else is he voiced? Yeah. Uh, he did Paiku Han. And right. then in other series, he's uh, Tamahome and Fushigi Yugi. He's Hirogui, Zelgadis. Uh, my favorite, Mikigami in Flame of Rekka. Uh. He does a few video game characters. What is he in Dead or Alive or one of those games? He He's a big guy. But anyway, Midori okay. Kawa is awesome. Anywho, the death of 16 is a little bit emotional. You know, depending on how much uh, stock you have invested in <laughs> number 16 as a character. But it affects Gohan tremendously. Yeah. And it's the first time we see a power-up, I hate to use that phrase, of this level. Like, just really pure anger. And hey, speaking of pure anger derived from death. <laughs> I guess it's time for number one. Number one is probably the obvious choice. And, of course, I'm speaking of the death 
of Krillin. Frieza kills him. He makes him explode, go boom, and then Goku goes boom into a Super Saiyan. First storm we ever see. Yeah, so I guess this sets off a chain of events for uh, everyone turning Super Saiyan. So (laughs) when I was talking about power-ups, I know Gohan is... You know, pretty angry and raw and powerful, but this is Goku it. transforming. Like, you know, that's that's the one where you, you <laughs> know, I, I can only imagine. I think we had this discussion. Yeah, you can only imagine being in Japan at the time when the manga was first coming out. You probably don't see this coming, and no. then oh my god, look so at him! His comrade is shot through the chest, pretty much. You, you might as well assume he's dead. Yeah, his best friend is blown up in the air, and then the threat turns to his son. Right, and he's like. His head just has to be this giant mess of confusion and emotion and rage and sorrow. Wow. Yeah, I never know what these villains are thinking when they want to piss off the heroes <laughs> that badly. It's like, dude, you're signing your own death warrant. <laughs> it's true. Like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Look at what you did to Goku. Okay. Now he's blonde. <laughs> now he's blonde. <laughs> now he's blonde. Look what you're you did. fucked. But, <laughs> yeah. That is number one because that is... It's just so significant. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the list. Is that it's significant, <laughs> and you don't get much more significant than you know the whole Super Saiyan transformation. Agreed. Well, that's uh, that's significant deaths. Are we gonna come back to deaths next week? You think? Either next week or a few weeks from now, I'd like to touch upon uh, emotional deaths. Yeah. Like uh, these are significant, but I want to talk about really gut wrenching, makes you cry like a little bitch kind of death. Even though they die all the time, there's yeah, well, some that yeah. still get you. Some are still so well written that you're like, oh no, no one's safe. <laughs> Do you say, oh no? I say, oh no! Alright, so I guess okay. that's it for Mary's List. Let's move on into releases. The releases for the rest of May. There is nothing, is there? Apparently, Not... they don't want us to spend our money. No. We get to keep our money. Wow, what will I do with all that money? <laughs> uh, buy more DS games. Okay. <laughs> it's a plan! So yeah, there's, <laughs> there's nothing left this month. The last thing that came out was the next Ultimate Uncut that was on the 16th. There's nothing in Japan, nothing in the US, but June looks to be pretty busy. Some games, cool. some manga, some DVDs. So uh, I guess come back in June with more money than you have this month and you'll be all set. We'll have your shopping list Good and ready for you. Good and and ready for you. Cool. So, let's hit up emails. Let's hit them. Let's smack them upside the head. Julian, you're going to read the first one. Okay. This one comes from Eric Kelly, and he says, I have a question concerning the origin of present-day Goku. And by that, I mean the transition from wild Akachan... That's a baby in Japanese. Goku to die for your son twice, Goku. As we find out in the manga, as well as the anime, Goku stated that he bumped his head after resting free from Grandpa Gohan's loving grasp. The location was a bridge crossing a waterfall in the mountains. However, if this Goku was wild, then bumped his head from being reckless, resulting in his brain damage, <laughs> then this presents a problem that is introduced in the ending scene of the Bardock special. In this scene, Gohan finds the little guy, presumably their first encounter, and apparently he seems very happy and not the devil we thought he was. Now, I'm tempted to say that this was simply a mistake the animators or writers for the special made during its production, but I thought I'd ask you to clear this whole enigma for me. Well, I am tempted to say that Goku is only even one day old, maybe a day or two old at this point. I don't think he's quite at the 
I'm going to kill everyone stage. That's how I just always interpreted it. Like, he's a newborn, and his kicking Gohan in the face is just the start of his I'm going to go on a bloody rampage, Goku. I kind of took it as they wanted to end the Bardock TV special on a happy on note, a happy so note. Let's, <laughs> let's show a nice, cute, smiling baby Goku. Yeah. And they kind of be- forgot. Just before he tries to rip his adoptive grandfather's head off, only to be, <laughs> only to be kicked across the, the way, and then, you know, and then that'll set up the next few Months of his life. <laughs> right, that would that wouldn't set up uh, Hikari Otavi very well, I guess. No, <laughs> but nope. you know, I, I guess I noticed it, but I never gave it much thought, just because it seemed happy. See, they're trying to trick you with happiness. <laughs> they are trying to trick me, those bastards. So I guess we'll move into the next email, which partially ties in with the Bardock special, in that it is about the Bardock special. This comes to us from Fred in Canada, and Fred, you know. What are you doing up there? What is wrong with you? Canada? Canada? It's okay. You and your non-violent separation from the (laughs) British Empire. Actually, you're still part of the British Empire, aren't you? Whatever. (laughs) Anyway. Fred wants to know, and I think all of us are dying to know the answer to this question. Why wasn't Raditz mentioned at all in the Bardock special? Surely he existed at the time. Yes, he did, because he's clearly older than Goku. So they showed little Vegeta. They showed a nice uh, quasi-fully-haired Nappa, but we don't get any Raditz. No mention of him at all, either. He's probably already hard at work somewhere. Well, that's true. He has to be elsewhere doing something right now, or else he would have died with the planet. But we don't even get something in passing at this point. Because they don't care about their children. I know, but you figure someone would have said something, like even the narrator or... Someone, like, It's only a 45-minute TV special. I don't care. I'm with you, Fred. What do you think, Julian? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I guess it's a shame. I don't really like Raditz that much anyway, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I like Raditz. I like him. He has shapely legs. (laughs) I like characters for all the wrong reasons. Because you said that, you have to read the next email. (laughs) Okay, fine. Even though I have to answer it. Okay, sure. So are we done with this question or what? I guess. We don't know where Fraditz Frad- <laughs> We don't know where Raditz is. I don't know who Fraditz is either. <laughs> oh, Mary, just read the next email while you sure. can still speak. Okay. So, Chibi Forte asks, My question for you is, what exactly are the differences between fan subs and bootlegs? I know VGUEX hates bootlegs with a passion, but it doesn't seem as if he has any problems with fan subs. To me, these seem to be almost the same exact thing, since both have unofficial subtitles and are available to the public for a price. It may sound like a stupid question, but I would really like to know. Great job on the podcast, he says. All right. First thing we need to do is make the distinction between what a fan sub is and what a bootleg is. A fan sub, traditionally, is something distributed for free. Let's get rid of this word price. For free, it is something unlicensed that does not have a distribution in your country that has subtitles added to it by fans and, again, distributed for free. We should make the distinction, however, between today's definition of a fan sub and then maybe like 10 years ago where right. you'd go to a store like in my case a flea market or in mike's case you'd go online to fan sub distros where you would buy tapes so back then they kind of did come for a price or you would trade amongst fans well, for no the price whole, the whole thing with price was you paid for the tapes and the shipping right. nothing more so you paid like a buck or two for the blank tape and you paid they call it s-a-s-e which is self-addressed stamped envelope. Mm-hmm. So you send your tapes in a prepaid envelope, and all they would do is just copy it onto your tapes and send it back to you. So there's no 
no one's gaining anything. Now, the problem with where you bought things was you bought them at a flea market for an overpriced... Right, so that could conceivably call, be called a bootleg. I mean, yes, it yeah, physically it was a fan sub because, right. you know, it was still something made by a fan for <laughs> fans. But since it was sold at a centralized location, you could call that a bootleg. Right. Yeah. But at the time, uh, uh, Dragon Ball wasn't... Okay, I guess it was on yeah. TV. So that, no. that does make it illegal. Yeah, now, now a bootleg... Is to, it doesn't have to be subtitled. It doesn't have to have any kind of translation at all. But it's a copy made of the original that is usually sold for a price for profit, and none of that money gets to the original creators of said item. And generally, these are things that are licensed. That's where the problem comes in. Yes. In this country, Dragon Ball has been licensed for over 10 years now. You you can't make copies of this and sell it. That is a bootleg. Yeah, and I mean, um, a lot sometimes bootlegs are tried to be passed off as the real thing. Yeah. As the official copy. And sometimes they're just like marketed as a lower price alternative, but you know, you pay what you get what you pay for usually. So yeah. <laughs> so I guess let's just reiterate this distinction. A fan sub is something distributed for free, subtitled. For fans by fans. For fans by fans, exactly. Of something that is unlicensed. A bootleg is something done for profit of a licensed product. Well, technically, it doesn't have to be licensed to be bootleg because you can throw fan subs in the whole bootleg thing. Then there's the gray area with whether it's licensed. Let's not get into that. Yes. For the purpose of this discussion, we'll say a bootleg is something that's licensed. Anything Dragon Ball that's sold these days by someone who's not Funimation or Toei is pretty much a bootleg. Or, you know, one of the licensed companies in or another Viz country. Or, or Viz right. Jack Specific or whatever. Th those DVDs, Chinese subtitles, come on. Those are bootlegs. Yeah, if you're seeing... The Dragon Box on eBay for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not the Dragon Box. No. <laughs> like your, your your warning signal is Chinese and English subtitles. Subtitles. Period. Right. <laughs> region zero. Yeah. No region. Yeah, those are bootlegs. Like twenty episodes on one DVD. Right. So I, I guess that answers the question. I could go into a lot more detail on this, but I just get angry. We'll save our moral and ethics uh, topic for another episode. <laughs> I, I think so. So there's your distinction. Uh, there are There is absolutely no place for Dragon Ball fan subs today. Right. I'm stuck with the dozens and dozens of fan subs that I have on tape. I, I can't sell them, not in good conscience. And people should not be making them anymore either. Right. I mean, who wants them on tape anyway? Well, I'm not even talking about tape. I'm also talking digital. Oh, okay. There is absolutely no place for these anymore. There are licensed translations in various countries. It's been re-released in Japan on an official format. There is absolutely no place for fan subs or bootlegs of Dragon Ball anymore. You can get them cheap on various legal sites. Yes. So, you know, price, you can bitch and moan all you want. But if you want but them that up. badly, <laughs> save your money and show your love for what you love by buying them. Yes, nice things cost money. Yeah. And I guess yes. we'll we'll end the preachy and move on to Thank the happy. You. Thank you for yes. listening to the preachy. And, <laughs> yes. And I guess I'll take the next question since yes. it kind of pertains to me. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Maybe one of you wants to read it and then I'll answer. But uh, I guess it's my turn to read. So I'll read it. And well, <laughs> because I named the guy, I guess I have to. This question comes to us from J-Guy. And I'm not going to attempt to read your name because I always get it wrong. So you're just J-Guy. My question this time is about Bojack's henchman, Gokua. It is obvious that his name is very similar to Goku's, and he also points out that in the Funimation version, they named the character Kogu, which I laughed my ass off about. I thought that was so clever. 
their names in movie nine were so good, even though I don't care about the dub. Anyways, my question is as to whether or not this was done on purpose. Is there some kind of resemblance between the two that I'm not seeing? Um, yes. Well, this isn't exactly the same thing. I mean, their names are similar, but it's really only a superficial resemblance. Yeah. The name puns for Bojack and his group have to do with, like, evil. And so you have things like Bojack Bujin, which is, like, audacious and, like, well, I have I have a definition somewhere here. Let me pull this up. Bojaku Bujin, which is like arrogance or outrageous behavior, insolence, and that kind of thing. And then you have uh, Zangyaku, which is... Hold on. I don't have these definitions memorized. We actually went over all of the villain yes. name puns in episode 7, way back in yes. January. January 1st, actually. Yeah. We also have uh, Zangyaku, which is cruelty or brutality, which can also be li- linked up with uh, Bido for Zangyaku Bido. Inhumanity or an atrocity. Uh, we also have uh, Goku Akubido, which is uh, heinous and inhuman. So basically, it's just a coincidence because Goku's name is just the Japanese reading name of Sun Wukong from Journey to the West. Yep. And then and Gokua comes from these words. Yes, these evil, heinous, disgusting kind of grr words. Right. So it's just a coincidence. But what I liked about Funimation's um, their dub names, you know, it, it was just really clever because what was the XS cash for, uh, Mr. Money? Was that his name? Mr. Money or Money, Money-san? Uh, he was, uh, Mr. Money in the original. Yeah, Mr. Money. Or, uh, what was his first name? It was like, uh, Gyo-san Mane, which yeah. is like plen- plenty of money. Right. <laughs> so, fun- I guess Funimation did a decent job with those dub names and I, I can see why they wouldn't want to call the character Gokua, so Kogu. It's like they're giving a nod to the original name there, even when they logically can't call him that. So I guess props to them for that, whoever handled the uh, script adaptation for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. So that's it for emails this week. We welcome all of your emails, both in the textual and audio. I'm making up words. Audio formats. So send us emails. Hop over to the website, over to the contact page. We have your addresses and your instructions for everything. Send us MP3s of you asking us questions because we'd love to hear your lovely voices instead of our lovely voices every once in a while. And I guess that's it. So shall we uh, finish up the episode? Sure thing. All righty. So last week we gave away a DVD of Mystical Adventure to a lovely listener. That's my word for the episode, I guess. Lovely. This week we do not have a contest on the podcast, but we do have a contest over on the website, at least by the time this podcast gets out there. We have a lot of great stuff in from a band called the Red Ribbon Army, and I would like to give away another CD of theirs to a lovely listener. They are a band out of California, and they write nice, nice, pretty, loud music. And I want to give it away because they're cool guys. So hop over to the website for details on this contest. I don't know where on the page you will find it. I'm probably going to throw it over on the right with a picture of the CD cover or something. And it'll glow, and it'll come out at you, and it'll hit you in the face, and it'll say, I am the contest. So it'll check- glow? I-, I have no idea talking out of my rear end now win a free cd that's what it comes down to get a cd so check it out on the website uh what else we have coming up we have anime next right about a month from now 
Yeah, we should uh, start preparing. We should. <laughs> I meant to do this last week. I'm going to start a thread on our forum asking people uh, who's coming so we can figure out who's going to be there, when we want to record an episode, how we want to record an episode. So look for that on our forum. I will probably link it in the show notes for this episode so you can easily find it. All right. Look forward to the various events you will find us participating in yes. or, or running. We'll be doing a AMV panel. I don't know how many of you guys out there are interested in that, but we'll be doing that. And we run the contest, the AMV contest there. We have some nice submissions this year. We do. We got a Ooh. ton in this week since it's almost close to the deadline. Yeah, the deadline's next week, so it's down to the wire with these entries. Uh, and I'll finally, I'll finally be able to pick up Yotsubato Volume 5, which I missed by a week, but I came over to Japan. <laughs> uh, Will we be able to see Julian in the karaoke contest this year? Um, I've been thinking about it, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of songs that I haven't really been able to get a hold of. Mommy, but that's not what I'm talking about. Damn I have that. <laughs> but... Yeah, you know, especially when the songs you want to do they haven't released is kind of okay versions. But, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but I think I'll manage something. So, right. yeah. So, we got that coming up very soon. So, let us know if you're coming there. And I guess we should say that this coming week, Mary and I are going over to record an episode of Otaku Generation. That's right. It is a podcast for all of you who do not know, it's a uh, general anime themed podcast they cover anime manga video games movies they have interviews yeah interviews and music and they cover it all so cool guys over there so we're gonna head over to record an episode of that which comes out on wednesdays so as you're listening to this episode when it comes out look for it on wednesday and we're we don't even know quite what we're going to talk about while we're over there. We got DBZ, we've got websites, we've got Andy's. music videos, we've got fan con- parodies, fan parodies, conventions. Is there anything we don't do? Cosplay. We don't cosplay and we don't write fanfics. I oh, used to draw. Th- that's true. I used to do fan art. I have the evidence. And fan <laughs> and fan manga too. <laughs> I used to draw little stories. So look for us over there. Check out that episode. Nice guys. Uh, got a website to plug. I have a website. I mean, of theirs. Are you talking about theirs? <laughs> yes, so, so people know where to go get it. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. Look for Otaku Generation, and their website is otakugeneration.net. So look for that next Wednesday. I guess we should say what our websites are. Sure. Mary, where can you be found? I can be found at Temple O Trunks. That's templeotrunks.com. With an O and a dot com. Not necessarily next to each other, but there's a temple, and then an O, and then a trunks, and a dot, and a com, or Google it. I don't care. I think you pulled that one off pretty well. Thank you. Julian, where can we be found? I'm lost. We can be be found at www.dyesex.com. That's D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. End of the episode? I think so. All right, I'm going to edit... Julian's gonna head up to okay. campus. Mary, what are you doing? We're going to the gym. Get real. Yes. Okay. Go bust some so that's it. So, all right, and the podcast ends with a message in Japanese. Daisenju EX Podcast. Jikai made o tadashimi ni.